This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. This is Cassie, and welcome back to Outside the Eight. On today's episode, we have the very fun and very dynamic Taylor Thornton. She was an outstanding player at Northwestern and has recently been playing in the WPLL for the Baltimore Brave. She lives in LA and has an amazing lacrosse story, along with just a very vivacious personality and a lot to share. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode, so here we go. All right, we are here today with Miss Taylor Thornton. Hello, hello. How so are, excited. How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here in your lovely apartment. Of course. And thank you for the lovely wine. <laughs> yes. yes. No, we are drinking wine this episode. It is Thursday evening. Hello, Friday Junior. And Weekend's almost here. on a warm, you know, summer night in for Los real. Angeles. I think we deserve to treat ourselves a we little do. bit. Um, well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to have such a decorated lacrosse player on this podcast. Oh um, you bring so many different facets about the game and about your just whole experience that I'm super excited to dive into. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Whatever you want. I got it. You grew up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And that's not a normal lacrosse place, right? Like, I grew up in Idaho. Right, yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) Like, lacrosse was, people were like, what is that? What are you doing? Why do you want to play that sport? But how did you find lacrosse? What was kind of the, what were the steps that made you want to try it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I got into lacrosse in about the seventh grade. My mom had wanted my, actually my older brother to play. And we were both really big tennis kids growing up. So we were going to tennis before and after school. And I was kind of getting to that age where I was either going to dedicate really my life to tennis because it was getting to that point where I was going to play at a very elite level and maybe go to Florida and train at Boletary Academy and, you know, do that whole school for four hours and tennis all day and like maybe go pro. And I just got burnt out. And a lot of my friends were playing lacrosse and I was like well I want to be with my friends and you're just like at that age where you just follow where your friends are and that's the first time I got a stick in my hand and I loved it and in seventh grade I was my eighth grade team and just kind of rolled from there but that's really where my journey with the sport began was seventh grade and then did you did you have a team for your high school or we did so I went to um a big private all-girls school, okay. the Hockaday School in Dallas. So I was there from the time actually pre-K to the time I graduated. So I was there 14 years. Wow. And so Same they, people in your class pretty yes, much the whole way through? exactly. Wow. I mean, we lost a few and gained a ton, but yeah. I think by the time we graduated, there's about 28 of us who had been there from the beginning, out of 100. Are you still friends with those people? I am. Oh, I cool. did. I, like, those are probably some of my best friends to this day. Wow. And, um, but, uh, yeah. So, when you were playing in high school, kind of what was your role? Were you for sure number one? 
<laughs> um, it was really cool. We were very lucky um, at Hockey Day to have a really good coach. We had uh, Patty Wick, who at the time, I mean, she was Patty Wick then, but, and she played at Maryland. She was okay. Patty Parishy. Okay. Um, so she brought a lot to the game and to teach us, we had this great role model for someone who played in, in the East Coast. So that was really cool. So our program at Hockey Day was really good. Um, we were competitive. We were competitive with public schools, and we would win our um, SBC, which was like our like preparatory school conference. Mm-hmm. And then um, we also, like I said, against public schools, so we like won state too. So that's how we were competitive because yeah. we had her kind of leadership, and that yeah. was really cool to get really great skills early on. So what made like how did you decide you wanted to play in college, or how did that happen for you? For sure. Um, it was definitely very intimidating to me, but I think one person, my dad, was really in my corner, but sometimes you think your parents are biased. Well, my mom was my high school coach. So. Okay, yeah. So it's just yes. like, okay, of course you think I'm good, but I, my parents are ones who are like, they'll tell you, like, yeah. maybe you shouldn't do that. I actually feel like my mom was harder on me because... Oh, she most definitely was yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, having her like you couldn't help me off in practice. Yeah. yeah. I had much higher expectations. Exactly. Um, but we were watching, it was like one summer... It was like probably Memorial Day because Northwestern was probably in their second final or third final four. And my dad was like, wow, like that program would be a really good fit for you. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like laughing in his face. Like they're coming off two national championships. You think a kid from Dallas is going to play there? So I was just like, ha ha, like guffawed in his face. But then I started to go um, to recruiting tournaments in the East Coast. And I was like, oh, wait, like I can kind of like, yeah, I can keep up. Like I can be competitive. And Patty really helped me guide me through my process. Was I heavily recruited out of Dallas? No. I definitely had some college coaches when I called them up kind of like laugh in my face. Like, what do you want? Like this kid from Dallas. Um, But, you know, my two really top contenders were Stanford and Northwestern. And those kind of who were, um, came down to my final two and I ended up with Northwestern. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what was the beginning of your college experience like? when Because you, you came in and yeah. I looked at your stats and you like started every game your freshman year. Yeah. And you were originally on defense? Correct. Defender? Okay. Yes. So well, in high school, you played the whole field? Uh, high school, I, yeah. Varsity from freshman year, played midfield, kind of played all over, whatever. Yeah. In high school, you played yeah. anything. Well, yeah. But um, coming in to Northwestern uh, was very interesting. I just kind of gave myself just learn like what can I learn like they had just won their fifth national title I'm playing with the best kids in the country you just have to be open open to being coached open to being criticized anything and everything that comes your way just try to absorb it and like see what you can do with it get out of your own way and I think sometimes a lot of people can put you know self-doubt in their mind because oh I'm not this or I'm not that because I didn't come from the East Coast. Like, for me, I was like, I'm going to prove people wrong. Like, I had a ton of people being like, that's funny. You're going to Northwestern. You're definitely going to sit on the bench. Like, that's cute. You think you're going to go to a top program from Dallas. Wow. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I know how athletic I am. I know how competitive I am. And, like, if you challenge me, like, I'm going to rise to that occasion. And my biggest thing was, okay, how can I get on the field? I knew my hands and like my skills weren't where they should be probably as most like the East Coast kids like behind the backs and all the different cradles. Mm-hmm. So I had to really learn that in the off season in the fall. But I was like, defense is just, that's basketball. That's just like yep. having quick feet. That's being athletic. 
and the way that we used to play at Northwestern, that high pressure defense, I was very good at one-on-one defense. Mm-hmm. Like I could play that all day. And so I was like, oh, like that's not bad. And I credit that a lot to, um, I always give a shout out to Meredith Frank. If you listen to this, like I'll never forget the, like a fall ball practice and I was doing it right, but I just wouldn't say anything because I was so nervous. Yeah. And she's like, I don't care what you say. Just say something so yeah. people know where you are. Yeah. You can do it. You just got to open your mouth. And I was like, okay, okay, like I will. And like from that day on, it just like clicked. I was like, okay, like I can bring something to this team mm-hmm. early on. Like I don't have to sit back and wait to be like a sophomore. Like I can do this from like the jump and then. Right. Well, I think that's one of the biggest things and when you're going and going into college you have to learn so quickly is that it's a pretty level playing field right and coaches will play the the best players or they're gonna play the players that they think are best it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or a senior Mm -hmm. um which I think is very different coming from high school which is really kind of hierarchy and like seniority based Mm -hmm. um yeah so I totally agree that you have to kind of own your voice and be confident. I was not that way. I was much more timid and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I do I even deserve to be here? That type of thing. Exactly. It's like, we're all here. Like, yeah. of course we deserve, like she didn't recruit us. Yeah. If she didn't see something in us. So you have to believe in that. And I think young girls like really need to get that. I know it's, you have a lot coming at you in your freshman year. Like you're moving away from home mm-hmm. and schoolwork and new people and finding new interests. But at the end of the day, like, I just, you have to believe in yourself because you are your only cheerleader at that point. Like there are people out there, but if like, if it's not coming from within you, then like you're gonna have an uphill battle. And I think that's where sometimes people can just like really get in their heads and struggle Mm -hmm. so hard their freshman year. It's like, everything's happening. This game is so fast. It's just like, sometimes you just gotta get on your horse and you gotta grind. Like you gotta battle for a playing spot. Like I don't care if you're a senior, like I'll take your spot. Like at the end of the day, it's nothing personal, but it's like, what are we doing to help this team get to where we need to be? Yeah. And so you feel yeah. that way now. Do you think you had that that similar feeling at 18 years old? And I most definitely old? did. I don't think it was as um, outright yeah. as I think now. <laughs> I think it was a little more quiet. But yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have yeah. played. If I didn't have that fire, I think it was very. I'm one who's kind of like let your work do the talking right I think a lot of times people can especially sometimes in lacrosse they can hype people up she's this she's that coming up this blah 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 it's just like okay but what is she doing when she gets on the field Mm -hmm. or just like for that team so I kind of had that since I was 18 of just being like all right no one expects anything from me but like I'm gonna dominate this field and they're gonna be like well whoa where did this come from and I think that kind of reads throughout my career yeah I mean I think that's unique and important mm-hmm. and I think people should emulate that that yeah. can be very hard so kind of growing up and as you're going to college did you have people to look up to did you have people that you could ask mm. for advice like kind of who who did you look to to kind of help inspire you and like lacrosse wise yeah for sure I think coming into it not that the sport was very new to me but I think people that I looked up to was like Sherry Greer from like uh who played at UVA mm-hmm. um just to see like a black woman and in the sport and have done so well I was like okay like that's awesome like that's really cool um because it's th- primarily not exactly black you know, yeah I mean it's not no there's only a handful of us let's be real <laughs> in uh lacrosse so 
and I spoke to this in an article I talked in earlier, it's just it, that's really important for a young girl and how much that can do to see someone that looks like you thrive mm-hmm. in something that you're interested in or um, want to be competitive in. So, and you're referencing that your lacrosse magazine article. Yeah, they did exactly. That yes, correct. Series of, it was called, what was it called? I wrote it down. The faces and voices of the black yes. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, oh wow, like if she can do it, like I can definitely do this thing. And that's kind of like was my motivation coming into school for yeah. sure. Were you the only black girl on your team? Actually, it was awesome. I was not. So when I came in, so I'm like, big ups Northwestern to that. Uh, my freshman <laughs> year, it was me and Brittany Wilbon. So she was fantastic. She was two years ahead of me. Yeah. And then um, by the time I was a junior, we had just Carol, who came from Houston, which is one of my good buds, and Spring Sanders. So we yeah. were diverse, honey. Oh, yeah. All right, we that's were, awesome. We were, yeah, but uh, so that was pretty but that's cool. so important. It was so that during you have the time there was either, like, two or three of us, yeah, yeah on the team, which was really cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. that's so important, and that that makes me think. Um, so I, you know, coach for Harlem Lacrosse, yeah. which you've done some work with them yeah. as well, right? Um, but even we took the girls to a USC game this right. past year, and one of my high schoolers like, oh, I, you know, it's really awesome to see this, but like, I miss Drew. I miss Drew Jackson. Yeah, Drew Jackson. She was, yeah. She had graduated. Exactly. And, um, then it was funny because we were sitting there, and she's like, but I follow her on Instagram, and I was like, oh, like send her a message. Like, why not? Yeah. And I think that's also a really cool way for people to connect easier too oh most and definitely I'm sure anyone or any girl you know regardless of race would reach out to you and you would yeah totally I'm not responding to somebody today y'all. yeah and I'm I, here from a wealth of knowledge let well, me I, know I'll yeah I'll I think that's one of the coolest things and you know part of why I want to bring out these stories and stuff is the lacrosse community is so accessible and mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. that are you know that have a following that have these amazing resumes and experiences it's they're only one or two degrees of separation totally from yeah me which <laughs> I would consider myself not super connected so <laughs> um so yeah anyways that's kind of a tangent but I think it's no, most definitely. it's interesting do you feel like you kind of use social media or like your platform in any way I mean I think having that article in the lacrosse magazine Mm -hmm. is that something how did that happen for you did they reach out to you yeah they just reached out to me i mean honestly before really around this past christmas like i really wasn't that heavily involved in the lacrosse world like i feel like i've just kind of started to dip my toe back in it with playing again in the wpll yeah um and then they reached out to me to do that article which has been really great i mean um, something that had been a part of my life for so long and still has up until this point, but I just really wasn't. Yeah, you but know, you go through deep in growth it. in life. Where exactly, it's, it's you know, I was, gro- I was growing thing. in other facets of life. But um, yeah. um, I try not to take my social media too seriously. I try to put things out there that is lacrosse with acting or just with fun things in LA. I'm not really trying to be too much yeah. in your face. Like if I want to post something, I post something. I think sometimes people take social media a little bit too seriously. Um, if I'm feeling a little weird or strange, like I might do a goofy video. Like my social media is like pretty fun. So, you so know, follow you, you. Yeah, like if you want to follow, <laughs> follow. If not, oh, oh well. Okay, yeah. life goes on. <laughs> no, totally. Um, but no, that that's really interesting. So, kind of going back to your college career. Yeah. You 
were nominated as a junior for the Tartan. Correct. Is that right? Yes. So what what was that experience like for you? Yeah. Um being nominated for that award was something, you know, that you never really you know, I've heard about it and like all the grades, but to be actually nominated top five and to be from Dallas and to be a black woman and I was just like and to have had such an amazing year that year uh was really cool and something that I don't think I really gained the scope of at 21 years old yeah and I think that's I've had (laughs) I think a lot I've kind of realized of what I accomplished now (laughs) being you know a few years removed from it but uh it's something that I really take to heart and and proud of because I'm a pretty I'm pretty hard on myself and a lot of times I'm just like oh yeah everyone does that like or whatever but it's like no you can sometimes you have to take a step back and be like whoa like that was really cool and that was like an effort of hard work and sacrifice that went into that and um but yeah it was a cool moment and then you won two national championships mm-hmm. so as someone who's never won a national championship <laughs> can you walk me through some of the feelings or emotions that kind of came up for you when you come up for you when you think about it or just that experience I mean I know I mean Northwestern was the team to beat right right you guys that was the pinnacle at the at the time time, and so I I just can't even imagine kind of going into that program and then and trying to live up to all those standards and maintain that title during my time there what I think was really cool is just we knew day in and day out as much like it was a grind like getting up at like 6 a.m going to treatment getting to practice and we went hard practicing against each other day in and day out but it's like when we rolled through to places like we knew like we're gonna try to like destroy you like we were just like taught this like killer instinct mentality that like when the whistle blows like this team is about to attack you <laughs> like and we would have each other's backs like we are about to fight to the end of this whistle. And I think that was really cool to be a part of a program that it's like we were at a tough school academically. We were at a top having to like stay in the top five ranking, but it paid off in the end to have reached four final fours in my four years there, you know, um, three national championships. And I think that first year when we blew that lead to Maryland, it was like, oh boy, like, okay. let's bounce back from that so that first win my sophomore year was kind of like oh like okay Mm -hmm. we redeemed ourselves like the pressure's off it was it was amazing like that was my first experience um winning a national championship other people on the team like that was maybe their second or third right so they're like oh yeah exactly like they were used to them like this is so awesome (laughs) and then um junior year i think was probably my best year um playing wise I, I'm just that and I'm like I said I'm hard on myself I look back at that year I'm like yeah I did like yeah I'm really proud of like what I produced um my junior year and then we beat Syracuse in that final so it's just a lot of hard work it's like if everyone could do you know if it were easy everyone would do it and mm-hmm. it's just like it's not easy it's sacrifice it's sacrifice going out it's sacrifice you know not being able to do all the things in college that you probably want to do but at the end of the day I look back and it's like, whoa, like I accomplished something that a very small percentage of people um, get to obtain. So at the end of the day, you got to be happy with that. Absolutely. You got to be happy with that. (laughs) Wow. So what was your transition like post-college? Because I think Mm -hmm. 
that's always an, something I'm curious about. Um, my transition mm-hmm. out of lacrosse was, you know, for personal reasons, and also I was just kind of ready to to explore a different side of myself. I think I had with you on really that. That embraced what, the athlete yeah. and embraced being um, a lacrosse player and mm-hmm. having that be a part of a huge part of my identity. And I think there's this big transition, and I talk a lot about with my former teammates, mm. um, especially the ones that played all four years, mm-hmm. that that shift is mm-hmm. a little jarring mm. because it's no longer a part of your life, and it's a huge part of your life, but mm-hmm. it's no longer the main thing that, that you're focused on. And then, you know, there are obviously, like, you're living life around it. You're in relationships. Right. There's school. There's, right. you know, family, all these things. But... It is kind of a, you kind of have to restructure how you think about things. So right. I, I'm curious kind of, and now, you know, being five years out. Yeah. Right? Me too. Um, a lot of life happens in that time. Right. So what's, what's kind of been your journey? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, to be completely honest, I think I was, I was ready at 22. I was ready to kind of uh, take a break from it. Yeah. I think... If you had asked 22-year-old Taylor, I think she would have been hot-headed, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to get out of it, blah. Right, over then, it. Yeah, I'm now. over it. But looking back, it's like, okay, you're able to, like, whoa, like, you're able to grasp what you actually accomplished, like, what that meant, like, the life skills that it gave you, like, to get into the workforce. It's it's crazy. And mm-hmm. you're, like, you're so appreciative. Not that I wasn't appreciative, but at 22, you think you're know everything, like, oh, I'm graduated, like, I have a job. It's like, you don't know anything at no. 22, all right? Like, you're still a baby. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, even, like, in my mid-20s, whatever, right now, I'm just, like, I don't know anything. But it's, like, you're a completely different person from when the time you graduated. So, for me, I was ready to explore different sides of what made me happy and what I found creative and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, and, you know, that was acting. And that was going to LA and challenging myself. And after I graduated, I got my master's from Northwestern in broadcast journalism so I thought I was going to do the whole ESPN sideline reporting fantastic program but I was like you know I owe it to myself to do what I truly believe in my heart makes me so happy and I didn't really tell a lot of people because I just didn't want them like everyone goes out to LA to act like Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to hear it like I only told like my very inner circle I like packed up my car like drove to LA after I graduated from um my master's program and I've been here ever since like you've got to take a risk like literally my worst fear in life is to settle like I hate (laughs) that I never want to settle in a relationship with anyone I never want to settle in my career literally anything like I go back to it I'm so hard on myself like it has to be at a high level and fulfilling and worth it and and challenging and challenging and growing I'm Mm -hmm. all about um personal growth I think that's huge I I don't not that I don't want to be comfortable but I think a lot of people get very easily set in just being comfortable like Mm -hmm. this is my life this is where I am everything's good I'm like but you're not growing like what are you learning Mm -hmm. and being out in LA when I did that I had to learn to live on my own to meet new people to grind in an industry that is so up and down and wild that for the past my brain my you know, has been functioned to like work hard, get good grades, win national championships, like win titles. And being out here and I could audition for something and do the best read I can, go to class and just still not get it because of 
no reason whatsoever. Maybe they don't want a black girl. Maybe no. I'm too tall. Maybe there's no logic. There's no logic. So that was a complete shift in just like how my mind functioned in yeah. Taylor. But at the end of the day, lacrosse, yes, was a big piece of me. But ultimately, I really don't truly believe that it defines me. I think there are many other um, aspects to me that um, that could describe me, that fulfill me, that are really could just or what is Taylor yeah and I think lacrosse is just a piece of that it wasn't just like my whole identity so for me that so looping back to that question yeah. I don't think it was very jarring that's good I think it was you were ready to I was shift. ready to explore this whole other side and this being and then I think it came back in a really beautiful way and I think timing is everything and then I was ready for lacrosse to come back in my life and and you know, continue on that journey or that story or the next chapter of what it has been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think that's really important for everyone to remember that lacrosse is such a vehicle for us. It's such Mm -hmm. a, it's Mm -hmm. such a part of, and it's a lot of the, the common thread for a lot of the experiences we've had, you know, for sure. Athletically. Yeah. Um, and socially too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's, pretty common that social circles are revolving around lacrosse definitely um because it's, sure. it's such a i just common... bumped into someone at the gym today he's like oh i play lacrosse at uva i was like what yeah you're in west hollywood <laughs> who are you i do not see lacrosse colgate lacrosse or uva lacrosse shorts ever in this gym so who are you sir right and then you probably know someone who knows someone <laughs> yeah exactly knows, yeah. he's like oh you know i'm like yeah oh that's so, so funny. that was funny um but we're so much more multifaceted than just exactly that. yeah and exploring those other areas can mm-hmm. be so important and you know kind of scary but I think it's actually one of the most beautiful things that happen post-college because I think you get to kind of put away this like you've already fulfilled this huge part of your life totally. and it's been a part you know something that has allowed you to you know get a degree and, yeah for sure and everything but ultimately like there's so much more to life exactly and like and nothing against people who like want to stay in it and coach like no. good for you do you do honestly do whatever makes you happy like for me I was just I was ready for something different that's mm. all not like the cross gave me so much open so many doors and still continues to this day yeah but I just knew that there were many other sides to myself that just needed to be explored and to be fulfilled and just to keep creating and growing this human yes yeah. So, how did it kind of re- reemerge for you, mm. especially the past few months playing yeah, in the WPLL, for sure. everything like that? For sure. So it definitely came about. So I still continued even early after I graduated, just doing lessons. You know, if someone needed help at a camp, like I'm more than happy to do that. Um, and then I've been in LA like three years now, and so I was coaching with a club team. So that's kind of how I started to get my foot back in. So, you know, coaching middle school, coaching high school, going to recruiting tournaments. Like, oh, mm. like, hey, you're with them. Like, bumping into people at recruiting tournaments. I'm like, oh, like, you remember me? Weird. Um, <laughs> um, so that's how. You have a following. You're just like, <laughs> well, you remember me? So strange. I'm just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool and who, cool. what club are you coaching at? I'm coaching with um, LA Wave. Mm. Yes. So we have one here in LA, Southern California, and in the Bay Area, and actually in San Diego now too. So I love my 2023s, shout out to my seventh grade squad. (laughs) Um, But that's who I mainly coach. And then, so yeah, so that's how I kind of got back into it and I would do my own lessons with kids, 
do clinics and such things. And then honestly, never in a million years did I think I would be playing again, but always in the back of my mind, I would kind of think like, "Mm, like, can I do this? Like, can can I still play? I'm like, I think I could. And then like the WPLL reached out around like, yeah, Christmas time. And I was like, gosh, like, do I say yes? Like, oh my God, like what if I embarrass myself? I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like I've remained in very good shape. Like my stick is in my hands giving lessons. Like, let's be fearless. Let's go for this. And it's been, I could not have asked honestly for a better experience. Like I was a little nervous going in, but I, I would not want to be with any other team other than Baltimore. It was so fun to play with those girls and like meet all those people. And especially to like play with Alyssa Leonard, Alyssa Leonard again, who I played with for three years at Northwestern. Like that was really, really cool. And like to be able to reconnect with her. And I, I can't see myself on any other team. Don't trade me Baltimore (laughs) or else, (laughs) but it was really cool. So they reached out to you and they were like, Hey, we're going to do this, this thing. Yeah. They're like, we're starting this league and you know, we'd love to have you. I'm like, okay. So you kind of just put your name in the hat. So I was like, whatever, like I'm into it. And then like they had their draft and then I got like the text from uh, Baltimore and I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, so how did that work? You guys just, because there were a limited number of games on the, Mm -hmm. you know, the weekends this past June. Right. Um, Were there practices, meetups? Like how did you, because you're all from geographically different places. How did that work? So for us, I'm not sure how the other, other teams, teams kind of worked it. So coming from LA, all over again, from the East Coast. So we yeah. would usually fly out on uh, like Thursday night red eye. And then if we could get enough people, we would actually practice on like Fridays. We didn't practice all the time, but like if we could get the numbers, like it was nice just to get like touches with people, just to shoot around. And then game Saturday and then fly back either Saturday night or like early Sunday morning for that first half of summer. But it was fun. Yeah. It was cool. A little, it was a grind, but it was uh, it was cool to be this part of something new. A part of, I think they did a great job in their kind of guinea pig year of trying to get this off the ground. That was cool to be a part of. Um, yeah, and we'll see where kind of like the next year takes us. Yeah, but you had to miss the championship game. I know, I did. That oh. was a real bummer. I did not want to have to do that, but it was literally my best friend's wedding, and I was her maid of honor. And it has been in the books, everyone, right. for over a year. I'm so sorry. This has <laughs> literally been planned since like May 2017. Yeah. No, so I couldn't, just, couldn't miss it was it. an experience. It was literally at the castle where the sound of music was shot. So wow. I just, it, yeah. Yeah. Cause you were in Europe. Yeah. Wow. I know it was a real bummer, but I watched the game. It was like two o'clock in the morning in you, Germany. You and watched I was watching it live. It. Like, ah, did you watch it on laxallstars.com? I did <laughs> on my phone y'all like this, like <laughs> looking at lax all stars being like, what is happening? No. Yeah, that, that, was actually, that was a little bit of a stinger. I mean, I love that it was a close game and that it came down to the why. Like, that was totally. so exciting to watch. Just, yeah, that was not the way of course. we wanted to end our undefeated season. I know. But it was a really rad group. Like, I mean, that we, we are, we are, I'm not going to say we were, like a really cool group of girls that I think, and that's tough when you only get to play with each other once a week and we're not practicing. But like the way we vibed and could like really work the ball, I think, and how selflessly, um, selflessly we played yeah I think we were one of the best teams at that it just you know I think we played a little tight 
at the end. It didn't fall our way, but I just, uh, I will stand to that the Baltimore Brave are the best team in the <laughs> WPLL. <laughs> Give us a rematch. We will right. win. You heard it. But heard we it had here. an awesome coaching staff. Awesome coaching staff and Sonia and Amy and Lo and Jesse. It was like I couldn't have asked for like a better group of women. And so the overall experience and your interaction with the league and all of that—that was was all positive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely things we can still work on. But it was all—it was all good. (laughs) I mean, no, I think that's—it's a super important element, um, and I know that there's a lot of discrepancy in how, um, you know women get treated in mm. professional sports mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. especially compared to men and right I, and i'm curious to dive a little more into that sure. but um it's it's really cool that this was able to get off the ground oh for sure and that all of these amazing former players you know are getting a chance to play again exactly. with each other yeah and just like killing it exactly um it's I was like, you guys, I'm still in shape. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> yes, Hello. you are. What do you do to stay in shape? What's, like, do you carry um, with you, like, some of the things you did in college? Almost definitely. Yeah. Every day I get up at 6 a.m. and I go work out. By choice. Yeah. It's just habit now. I think literally Northwestern just disciplined that in me every day. And I think, so going back to this, this is a really good question. When I graduated, I had put on about probably 15 to like 18 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Just, just like pure yep. mama muscle on them <laughs> legs, on them arms. And I was like, I'm ready to get back to, and, and that's beautiful. Like we are powerful women. Yeah. We can take on many shapes and many forms to like perform what we need to do. And at that time, like in college, I just, I needed to be strong, like yeah. whatever I get that. But afterwards, I was like, all right, I need to find, like, my kind of, like, natural frame mm-hmm. again. And for me, it wasn't like, oh, like, I'm done with these four years. Let me just, like, kick back on the couch. I'm like, no, like, health and fitness is going to be, like, a big part of my life. Like, I, you got to keep your heart pumping. So, like, I started running and, like, kind of, like, that muscle weight came off. Mm-hmm. And, like, then I could just, um, like, tone with, like, Pilates or, like, yoga yeah. and just, like, things that naturally I liked just and how my body reacts all our bodies are different yeah you might love crossfit i hate crossfit your body might react differently to it so there's not one size fits all i like pilates you might hate pilates whatever do what makes you happy and floats like a little queen i don't know but but you're not like you don't want to be squatting i don't like that's not for me i'm not i'm not gonna be lifting lifting nothing no Like, I'm going to be using my body weight. I'm going to stretch and elongate. I'm going to go to Pure Bar. That's Taylor. That's me. I'm not saying anything against the other one. Do whatever you want. But, like, I know how my body reacts to things. I'm, like, I think I've learned, especially post-college, to listen to your body. Your body's telling you things, how you're eating, how... Your inside's making you feel. If I'm eating, like, like just garbage all week, okay, yeah, I'm going to feel like garbage. So, like, eating clean and just, like, taking care of yourself is a really big part. That doesn't just fly out the window because you're 22. Like, no. Stay on it. You need to be healthy. Do you feel like you knew at that point, like, what you could, like, do you think you had the tools coming out of college to know how to oh, yeah. make that transition? For sure. And I know it's probably, like I say, again, everyone is so different, but I really do feel like, 
I had the tools because we had a great like sports nutritionist. We had a great. I think that's so important because I think people team don't doctor learn that. on our squad, and I was just like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm like I used to just post up in the cafeteria after practice and pound food because yeah. I could because you're burning so many calories yeah. at practice. Like I would have my meal, my post yeah. cereal. Oh my god, that's oh, all I would do. I would too. see. Oh, Cassie's <laughs> coming into the. Oh, let me have an ice cream cone with her because she just got out of class. Oh, let me have another bowl. It was wild. It was always the post-dinner cereal. It was. Yes. And then we're just all kicking back. Maybe yeah. have some snacks in the dorm. Yeah. Constantly eating because you're constantly just needing to burn fuel. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay, Taylor, we can't eat we like can't do that, that anymore because you're not burning that many cows, yeah. girl. <laughs> so I knew, like, that was going to have to change. And, like, your body changes. And so I would run and just doing more, like, activities that I kind of wanted to do mm-hmm. <laughs> for my body. But I would still do hot yoga even in school because it was really important for me, I think. Because you kind of have to refine what works for your body. Because exactly. for the four years, it's you're so like, big. Do, do this, do. do this, do this. And even if it hurts, like, still, still exactly. do it. Exactly. Like, push through it. It's yeah. like, no, we yeah, don't actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, now you know what you need to push yourself to. It's so you funny, can though, but when it. you're like, do you find, like, when you're in work at classes, people are like, did you play sports? Yeah. And like, I'm so, very competitive. So competitive. <laughs> So competitive. And like like for a reformer Pilates, you're like, yeah. I will hold this plank. Yeah, exactly. I will hold this plank. It's like, no one bow out of this. We're in this together. I <laughs> like, what? And I hate when you're in a class where other people aren't working hard. Yes. And you're yes. like, you're like, you're not squatting. You're literally just like. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't want to be the best in this class. Exactly. Like, I want someone else to make me like, better. Oh my God, calm down. But I'm like, oh, why are you even here? Why are you only just Snapchatting this? Get out. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Working hard, like you're not doing anything. That's Ugh, so but funny. that's LA for you. Well, we can wrap it up here soon. Is there anything you wanted to talk about specifically? Oh gosh, no, you've had really good questions. If you got more fire away. I just but... had a couple to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um so if you had to choose one thing, mm-hmm. what has the game of lacrosse taught you about life? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. If I had to choose one thing that lacrosse has taught me, all right, let me really think about this one. Sometimes you can work as hard as you want, day in, day out, and you might not get the outcome or think, you might not get the outcome or the, I'm trying to phrase it, the, not, the, not the accolade, the result, but the result that you want. You may think that you are top in your class or working with this team and you're doing everything to show the world that like, I am the best, I'm grinding at this. And I think sometimes to be honest, lacrosse is a very political sport. It is. At the end of the day, it really, really is. Um, I choose to dip my toe in what I want with this game. Um, I love it. I love that I'm able to be a role model for young girls, especially young black little girls. I think that was a really big, half the reason why I came back is to show them that someone who looks like them can be dominant and has been one of the best in this sport, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think in the climate that we're in right now, it's more important than ever. Absolutely. Um, but as much as it's given 
it has with just being able to see different parts of the country, to travel, meeting people for sure. But it has taught me that sometimes you just gotta let go. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just out of your control, mm-hmm. like a lot of things in life. But it's just like there's no there's no reason in trying to find an answer. There there's no rhyme or reason for sometimes I'm just being so candid with you. That's great. With half the with things that things go on. Yeah, exactly. And I used to get so frustrated by it and be like, why is that? And I'm just like, okay. So it's taught you. <laughs> I, I would put my energy into the things and the people that I want to. But other than that, I, I just, I can't. I won't let it bother me. So it's taught you to be resilient. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think I always have been. Yeah. But I've learned a lot, of, a lot of lessons along the way that have made that resiliency stronger, for sure. What do you want to see happen for women's lacrosse in the future, Ooh. in the near future, in the next five to ten years? For sure. I think we're on a good path with um, this league, with the WPLL. And giving another stepping stone for women to be up to, to be able to compete at another level, because you know before it was just really Team USA. You know, either you try out for that, you don't make it, but that's like really the highest level that you could get to. So, I'm happy to see where they're at. I hope that in five to ten years we could have. I mean, I think we will. Hopefully, more teams. You know, and um, so we can have a more games on the schedule, more competitive playing. Mm-hmm. I hope maybe we can bring more players into the league so we can have really this authentic and real um, league that's powerful and can bring people to watch the game. And I think what's already great with the different rule changes and really making the game faster, yeah. which has been awesome. Well, that's oh, that was one thing I wanted to ask yeah. you about. Yeah. So the rule changes are pretty awesome and pretty drastic compared to Yeah, they were wild. Let what? me tell you, they were wild. So what was it like playing? <laughs> That first game, me and Alyssa literally looked at each other at the end of the third like, quarter. I keep moving. I and we were like, stop. Alyssa looks at me and she goes, T, wait, we have one more quarter? I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I thought the game was over too. We got one more quarter. I don't know what's going to happen, but we out here. It, that first game was definitely a learning experience. I think even the referees are yeah. still trying to learn. Very physical. We were like, all right, you got to call something. I only think one eight-meter call wow. was made during the entire game. But I love the moving on the whistle. I love the free movement. I love um, the shot clock. I'm into it. Um, so I love with where they're trying to go, and hopefully that will keep trickling down. I mean, I know yeah. in NCAAs they have the shot clock. And, yeah. Well, I guess they have free movement too. Yeah. But um, the physicality. Well, I was think definitely it's a great, there. Like, kind of testing ground for, for those sure. changes that yeah. can trickle down all the way, you know, to the youth level. Because I think sure. it's proving to be obviously much more fun to watch, and yes, so I'm sure much more fun to be. Playing. Yes, it was fun. I mean, it was like basketball on a live grass field. I was yes. like, "Whoa, we're back and back." I mean, it definitely took me a minute. I think that first quarter just to be like. I don't think you realize how reliant you become on like whistles mm. for just to like catch your breath or just like to see what's happening. So people be like, go, Tara. Like, oh, like yeah. I'm not waiting for you. Got it. Cool. 
Like, I kind of wanted that five seconds to catch my breath, but sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure I'll, I'll pretend like I can sprint right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. And were you using your new String King Hell stick? Yeah. Shout out to String Kings, baby. I love my String King stick. Yes. So I was using String King. The mesh all throughout. Stick. Yeah, the mesh throughout the season, the Legend W. Um, they have been so good to us, to me, Alyssa, Kara. And Colleen for their women's side, but they're awesome. They rock. I've really enjoyed uh, playing with the mesh. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Different. Yeah, different. But I mean, I can whip with that thing. Well, right. And like, I'm not You're really a big shots. shooter. Like, I know. Like, I played. For me, I'm just like, oh, if I miss, I'm just, like I said, I'm so hard on myself. If I miss a shot. I'm like, dang. Like, everyone's got to get back on defense. Yeah. Like, this is all on me. So I'm like, if I'm shooting, I am going to shoot the score. Like, I know. Like, this is a very good shot. Um, but I just like love playing defense, but, uh, you can really whip with that thing. I think it's, um, it's, you have to have a really good handle on it, but I've played a little bit with the one Maddie had and I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I can barely throw with the boy stick. Yeah. But when they gave me that one, I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. It was like, it was cool. I like it. That's awesome. So kind of last thing, who else do you think we need to talk to in this forum? I mean, well, okay, so... Then you can connect me with so I can talk to Oh, for sure. No, I'm just kidding, but... You should definitely talk with Alyssa. That's my homegirl. Mm-hmm. I think she'll give you a great... Because, I mean, she only started playing lacrosse her junior year in high school, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And it's just, like, became, like, the number one, like, na- nastiest draw person in yes. the world. So, I, yeah, I find her story um, very interesting and inspiring. And she's just a cool chick. So, you should definitely talk to Alyssa this has been awesome i i really appreciate your candidness and your being of open course. to share this your has been so fun good i'm glad um i hope i didn't bore the listeners no <laughs> i think they'll be very enthusiastic good thanks everyone Thank you so much for listening to my very lively conversation with Taylor. We had so much fun and she had a lot to share and I'm really glad that we got to put it out there. Honestly, there wasn't much to fact check for this episode, um, but I did want to reiterate a few points that I felt were important. I find Taylor's story to be pretty inspiring. She's from Dallas, which isn't a prevalent place for lacrosse, and she joined Northwestern's team when they were so successful and she got to be a part of that and contribute in such a way that she was nominated for Tawaratin. She was Honda player of the year. She started all 90 games of her college career. I mean, this girl is a baller and I'm so happy that I got to have her on this podcast along with just talking to her. She radiates confidence. She has a lot of goals that she sets for herself. She's just someone who's inspiring to hear from and be around. And I really kind of wanted to mark her point about going in with confidence. Um, There's probably a lot of freshmen going into their college career this uh, September and maybe feeling a little nervous, maybe a little apprehensive, but don't. Be bold, be confident, be respectful of your teammates but own it. You're there for a reason and you're there to play and don't miss your chance. The second point is, yes, Taylor's a minority in a sport that is not very diverse. So using her voice in the ways that she is, is really important. It's important for young girls of all colors and races to have people that look like them to look up to and to know that anything's possible and that this sport can actually give them success and teach them a lot, no matter who they are. 
Taylor mentions looking up to players like Sherry Greer, who played at UVA in the early 90s. She was a part of two teams that won national titles in 1991 and 1993. She went on to be a part of Team USA and win three gold medals. Um, she is also honored um, with a Tuarten Legends Award. We also mentioned the Lacrosse Magazine article titled The Faces and Voices of the Black Lacrosse Community. Taylor is featured in this article along with other lacrosse players like Kyle Harrison talking about their story and sharing why it's important that this game grows not only to everyone but is also much more heavily diversified um, and in order to make more progress for the sport. And I just wanted to take a second to plug Lax All-Stars other podcast that is called Know the Game, and it is hosted by Ryan Conwell, but he has an awesome interview with Artie West um, where she talks about Charm City Lacrosse based in Baltimore. She talks a lot about the diversity in the sport, um, and it's really interesting. So that is episode four of Know the Game with Artie West. It's on the exact same channel as this podcast if you just scroll down um, it was posted in June so definitely check that out I also love how Taylor talks about how she had to kind of let go of the sport for a while after college I think many athletes reach that burnout point with the sport that they love that has been a vehicle for them throughout college has really been the center of their identity which on this podcast we do talk about this subject a lot but I think it's really interesting so that's why I always ask my guests about it um, but taking that break and taking those moments to kind of refine yourself and refine the things that you care about can really lead you in a totally different direction in life, which is why Taylor is now in Los Angeles pursuing acting and has actually, you know, refound the sport and is playing professionally and coaching and giving back to the game in the ways that she can. I really think there's a sense of resilience that she has that um the sport has taught her and that needs to be shared so that's it for now thank you for listening thank you for being here as always feedback comments questions you can email me at cassie at laxallstars.com or you can send us a direct message on instagram wherever we are there and i will look at it um thank you so much have a good one